you can look at most people doing any flip, but particularly in the upper end. And the mindset is, man, this thing is ugly and it's huge, right? So if I make it pretty and huge, it could sell for 2 million, 2.5 million, no problem, right? And here's the thing. It's not that we're certain I mean, the market dictated otherwise, obviously. That doesn't mean he was wrong at the time. The problem with the luxury market is it shifts on you, right? You can be fine at one moment, and part of the risk of doing something at this high of a level, especially if it takes you over a year to get it done. A year from the time that he's buying that house is an entirely different market than the year later. None of us could have known what 2019 really, which was the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, much less going into 2020, how bad things were going to get, right? But he bought this house, I'm sure being told by his advisors, you know, and listen, I don't want to knock real estate agents because I am a real estate agent, but most real estate agents are not real estate advisors, okay? There's a big difference between a guy who's trying to make a commission on you buying a $1.8 million house, which by the quote-unquote standard commission rate is like 50 Gs, And a guy who's an investment advisor who's going to do that market analysis. I don't know if that took place, but based on the outcome, I'm going to say a lot of it had to do with his advisors. Maybe there were never comps to support that $2.5 million price point. I think a lot of flippers are guilty of what Shaq did and that the expectation that your skill set in one area, wherever it happens to be, is just going to naturally translate into the wide world of real estate flipping. And it does not. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording live from our downtown Denver studios with my executive producer, main man, and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's going on, Jay? Excuse me, excuse me. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. you please let him through. He's trying to get to the stage. Ladies, come on. I'll get your number later. It'll be fine. After the show. After the show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, here I am. Here you uh, are. Nice and excited. Ready for the day, man. It's been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, everything's going uh, pretty well with me, man. Uh, recently picked up a new Smith & Wesson handgun, so... Nice. Looking forward How to big? Getting... How big of a gun? What kind of what kind of caliber? So it's a nine millimeter. It's the okay. MMP 2.0. Um, it's the full size. Uh, but yeah, man, it's man, I am excited about it just to, you know, get more well versed and you know, practice my uh rights as an American to own uh firearms and own arms. Um, you know, obviously I'm not a you know, I'm a real estate <laughs> investor and a uh, you know, just a musician. So I don't really have, I don't have any ops or any beef that I need to <laughs> protect myself from. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I feel like one, you know, it is all right. And two, it's always good to be able to, um, you know, be more well-versed and more experienced with stuff like that, because at the end of the day, sometimes things might come down to that. So 
Absolutely, man. And I guess, you know, we have the right to carry firearms. I think we should maintain that right. It's part of our constitutional uh, rights. And I think it's awesome that you're exercising that. Yeah. You're doing some training. Do you get some, uh, some training on using the firearm carefully and yes, how to be safe and all that? See, I, I got it on and nine millimeter bullets are actually pretty scarce right now. So I actually don't have any, uh, (laughs) ammunition to, you know, be wary of in the gun uh, right. <laughs> ready to go ahead and get some of that but at the same time definitely looking forward to getting out there on the range you know shooting down the lanes uh just becoming you know more uh more secure with it i've taken like some concealed carry classes and things like that before but you know those are just classroom stuff i want to be able to actually yeah. you know be able to it's uh, range find target range times find targets and you know understand the proper way to, you know, like move with a firearm, you know, if you have to like move between targets and, you know, you're like in a uh, more like urban or some type of situation like that. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I'm definitely want to be uh, well-trained and want to, you know, practice all the safety protocols with it because yeah, at the end of the day, right. it's not a toy. It's very, not very a toy. much uh, a real something you have to take, uh, you have to respect and show respect for. So I'm ready to do that. Yeah, good for you, man. That's awesome. It's a nice gift to yourself. And uh, protection is always a good thing. And just, you know, play it safe and know what you're doing. And I think, you know, we should all be somewhat armed. Not, not me, though. I'm not a gun guy. Um, I, uh, I live with Laura Corum and uh, <laughs> we just don't do that. But good for you for having that and that, that self-protection. Look, day, it's a Shaq attack, baby. We're going to talk about NBA superstar Shaquille O'Neal. He decided to dabble in the art of home flipping let me just tell you one thing right now Shaq. you don't dabble in what i do i don't show up on the court and try to show you some things right right <laughs> while you're up in my grill right now now in all seriousness uh Shaq bought this home in southern california check out the article he bought it in february of 18 for 1.815 million so 1 million grand he owned it for just about a year put it back on the market for two and a half million it sat and sat and sat, but they did talk about the house. It looks gorgeous, by the way. A five-bedroom, five four-and-a-half bath, huge home, 5,000-plus feet. He tricked it all out, new carpet, fresh paint, new closets, probably over-upgraded it, but it certainly looks awesome. And maybe he wasn't planning on flipping it at all, but he decides to put it on the market at two and a half million and it sits and sits and sits until eventually he lets go of the property for the paltry sum of one million eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars or a thirty five thousand dollar profit that that seems like one of those misses that he had on the free throw line man Ooh, ouch that was uh, all right we, we uh, love you though Shaq. we love you though. yeah hey Shaq, if you're listening to this a don't kick my ass and b if you want to come on the show let, let's talk about this but the takeaway is just a little while back we did a show on luxury flipping and how you can in fact make the big bucks doing upper end homes okay and in defense Shaq's flip was a flop but um in his defense i believe he did a lot of things right we're going to talk about what he did wrong in my belief and obviously i don't know all the details but as an expert and an advisor in the foreclosures coach area, let's talk about what Shaq did right. Number one, we talked about on that show how you really got to be properly funded if you're going to play the luxury flipping market, right? If you're hurting for cash, probably not a good idea. Right. Well, we know Shaq ain't hurting for cash, Ooh, right? Definitely. Between his NBA career salary and what he makes on his endorsement deals and, you know, Buick commercials and 
But why Kazam, Shaq? Like, what, what? Why did you do Kazam? What were you? What were you thinking on that? That one? He's trying to expand his portfolio. He's just trying to expand his portfolio. But you know, he maybe should have not expanded that far because that and Steel were not his best work. <laughs> Steel is worse. Um, so <laughs> you gotta, that's what I love about Shaq, man. He's like he's a entrepreneur amongst entrepreneurs. Not just a basketball player. Not taking anything away from my pro basketball brothers out there, but. Like this guy took his basketball career and used his fame and fortune to do some cool stuff. So kudos to Shaq. We're giving him a little slack right now, but in all seriousness, A, I'd love to have you on the show, Shaq, if you're listening. And B, um, please don't hurt me. But in the end, where, where Shaq screwed up, uh, we did well was he was funded well, right? I don't think there's any risk there. Number two, we talked about on the previous show having the right contractor relationships to do an upper end flip. Now, certainly I don't know that was the case, but I can look at the pictures and say the house is gorgeous. Um, Good job. So I'm willing to bet that Shaq brought in the right contractors. Now, right contractors doesn't just mean can do the work. It's also doing the work cost effectively so you can, you know, get the house flipped under budget or within the budget, right? But at least it looks good. Let's face it, nobody would want to be the guy that screwed up Shaquille O'Neal's house. That ain't going to be good for your uh, your reputation on Google, right? So I'm pretty sure he had the right contacts to uh, to get the right contract. You did that right. Where I think Shaq went wrong, and, and it's interesting because even not knowing all the story, you can look at most people doing any flip, but particularly in the upper end, and the mindset is, man, this thing is ugly and it's huge, right? So if I make it pretty and huge, it could sell for $2 million, $2.5 million, no problem, right? And, and here's the thing. It's not that we're certain... I mean, the market dictated otherwise, obviously. That doesn't mean he was wrong at the time. The problem with the luxury market is it shifts on you, right? Right. You can be fine at one moment, and part of the risk of doing something at this high of a level, especially if it takes you over a year to get it done. A year from the time that he's buying that house is an entirely different market than the year later. None of us could have known what 2019 really, which was the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, much less going into 2020, how bad things were going to get, right? But he bought this house, I'm sure being told by his advisors, you know, and listen, I don't want to knock real estate agents because I am a real estate agent, but most real estate agents are not real estate advisors, okay? There's a big difference between a guy who's trying to make a commission on you buying a $1.8 million house, which by the quote-unquote standard commission rate is like 50 Gs, And a guy who's an investment advisor who's going to do that market analysis. I don't know if that took place, but based on the outcome, I'm going to say a lot of it had to do with his advisors. Maybe there were never comps to support that $2.5 million price point. I think a lot of flippers are guilty of what Shaq did and that the expectation that your skill set in one area, wherever it happens to be, is just going to naturally translate into the wide world of real estate flipping. And it does not. Okay. There's a huge amount of analysis that goes into property each and every single day. Shaq, I spend about an hour in the market doing market analysis. Now I'm not telling you to do that. And I'm not telling you that most people even could do that until the dealhunter.io software was released. You needed local MLS access, which was reserved primarily for licensed real estate agents. So you either had to become a real estate agent and Shaq ain't got time for all that. But if your agent smells like commission breath, 
that may not be the right guy to advise you on this. And I'm not at all saying that's what happened. I'm saying I've seen it happen before, right? You're taking that celebrity card and going, yeah, man, we can pick this up for 1.8 million, sell it for two and a half. Jack's like, I'm bored. You know, I got multiple properties. I don't have to live in this construction zone and I can hang out here when I'm, you know, when I want to, when I'm in SoCal where it never rains. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. <laughs> Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payments to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. <laughs> um, when I'm at my SoCal property, I can kick it in this house, but it doesn't necessarily translate if you've not done the analysis. And no doubt, it's a gorgeous home. When you look at the article, you're going to see that it's a gorgeous home. You know, but the thing about it is just because it's a gorgeous home does not necessarily mean it's going to make you money. In the he wasn't watching the SoCal market, right? He right. was doing what right. a celebrity does. What my, my point in all this is we talked about luxury flipping, but like any art form, you need to be good at this before you do it. And here's the thing. This, as the article reports, is not Shaquille's first flop. He did another property in Florida. They're calling Shacapulco in Windermere, Florida, which has been on and off the market at various prices. But he put the estate on the market for $28 million in 18, and it was most recently listed for $16.5 million. Wow. It looks like it's pending sale. It's a 31,000-square-foot mansion. Somebody bought it at $16 million, but it's not just that Shaq's missing at three-pointers. He seems to keep missing in real estate, too. Right. And listen, he's good at other things. So like, I can't hate, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, shame on you, Shaq, except for Kazam. I'm going to say shame on you for that. Um, but in general, if this is not your expertise and more importantly, your passion, you're going to find yourself in a Shaquille O'Neal flip-flop. Right. Oh, Shaq never flopped though. Don't, don't, don't bring that up to him. He was not a flopper during his time. He was making people flop. Oh, that, that, that's what happened. Yeah, along with large elbows to people's faces, but that's neither here nor there. Shaq's going to come see you. Right? I don't know. Like right now, I'm not even worried about me. I'm worried about you right now. I feel like you're trying to piss off Shaquille O'Neal. Um, Bring it on, man. I'll, I'll, I'll take a punch. He's got plenty of money, bro. I'm suing. You know it would be funny? Like if Shaq calls, you guys think you're all high and mighty. Let's do this. And then, then you and I are going to be quiet. Like, like yes, yes, Mr. O'Neal. Um, yeah, but like for right now, because he ain't here, we can talk about him. You know, because we're not talking with him. But the, the takeaway from this, y'all, is, um, listen, your skill set and what you may be a badass accountant, okay? Like, you may be all things 
you know, at your gig, whatever it is you do, but your skill set does not necessarily translate in the flipping world until you've educated yourself to the same level or a better level than the skill set that you've mastered to be in a position where you can do flipping at all. Okay. What I mean, this is not something, if you really want to make the big bucks that you should be dabbling in. And, and hopefully, you know, God willing, Shaq, here's this message. You know, we love you, man. That didn't change, but that's what's going wrong, right? You're not necessarily a real estate investor. You're, you're a basketball player. But if you're going to be a real estate investor, you want to get proper advice. Now, that's an easy segue, right, into my coaching product. But that's what this is kind of all about. It's about understanding the mindset, the methodology, and the tools to be a successful real estate investor. Well, in the end, we got no doubt Shaq had the mindset. First of all, my boy's got money, right? So he's in a spot where he can afford to take the loss. You and I losing $10 million, $12 million on a house would just wipe us out. He's good, right? I mean, I'm sure he's upset, but not near as upset as you and I would be, right? So mindset, I think Shaq's got that. And obviously anything to play at the professional level like he is, um, you have to have the proper mindset, okay? So that part, I think we're good. But the secondary pieces are methodology. Well, these flops we're discussing on the show here, although they make for good podcasting, good entertainment, this is, it's not a funny thing in the sense that if you're going to, use the incorrect methodology to do anything. I don't, if you're going to do the wrong process to be a heart surgeon, you're going to kill somebody. Well, yeah. Right. And if you use the wrong methodology or processes to flip a property, which clearly in this case, Shaq is doing so. Now you're the thing. Some people, most people are buying luxury property for themselves. You're not expecting to make a profit on the deal. You bought that property because you like it and you're loaded and that's cool. Right. But it's just not what we do here on the show. We buy deals, right? And the essence of a deal is that you can sell it at a profit down the road and a profit significant enough to warrant a $1.8 million investment. So 35 grand is not sufficient. It's good that he made some money. He probably didn't. When you factor in interest costs, we know he spent more than that on, on the repairs, right? Right. And then the real estate right. commissions and et cetera. He lost money on this deal. Not as bad as his Florida deal but still a pretty significant loss. Sure, sure. If you're not feeling prepped for this, you shouldn't be doing a luxury flip anyway. If you're not at, you know, if you're just getting started out, but the secondary part of that is everybody who wants to play at an extremely high level generally has the wherewithal and Shaq definitely has the wherewithal, right? To hire the right advisors to make sure that you're not being pointed in the wrong direction. You know, so we're making light of it because it makes for an entertaining show. But big picture, the takeaway I want you all to have is this should not be your story. You know, you should not be in a position where you're finding yourself screwed way under market, losing money on a flip. Something went wrong. You know, in this case, did he over improve it? Maybe. Right. Did he buy it wrong? Almost for sure that he bought it wrong. Right. Because when the market got hold of it, it did not pay what his original list price of $2.5 million was, which means his analysis was off. You see what I'm saying? And the analysis goes past pricing. It also does a full analysis on what the features of the homes that sell at your desired price range are selling for. What do they have in the property?
If everybody in the neighborhood of this price range has granite countertops, then you probably need to be putting in granite countertops. Not probably. You absolutely need to be putting in granite countertops, right? On the flip side of that, if it does not, right? If you're not seeing the trends, you should not make it what something that you would want, which is what most luxury flippers do. They're building their dream home, right? They want to, they've watched the A&E flip this house show and they're addicted. They want to make this thing super cool, right? But what they're missing is this is about making money, not making pretty houses. It's neat that in the end, we get a pretty house out of the deal, but it's simply a byproduct of doing it correctly. And I really want you to focus on that, that doing it wrong only works if you're Shaquille O'Neal and you can afford to keep losing money. Doing it wrong when you're first starting out may cost your entire career or business in real estate investing, especially when you're getting started out. You may only have one shot at this, right? So my encouragement to you is to get the education you need and you start with free education. It comes from watching YouTube videos at YouTube University with the likes of Max Maxwell. And, you know, there's some major hitters out there who are producing incredible content. And did I tell you, Jay, that, that uh, Chris Haskins reached out um, okay. and, and he, he wants to have a talk about, uh, you know, the, the upcoming foreclosure market. You know, Chris Haskins has some incredible content out there very, about very real good. estate investing. Hey, we need to get you on his show. So uh, when we get him back on here, we'll definitely set up a, a swap. Yeah, man, it'd be great. It'd be great. To, it was a great show. If you guys didn't listen to it, look forward to the list here. Incredible show with Chris. Just his insight, his demeanor. Yeah, this is a guy you absolutely should be listening to, okay? And yeah, I think I add a lot of value, but I'm not the only voice out there, you know? And I have my doubts, though I'm praying, I'm praying that Shaq's out there listening to the show right now, but I, I have my doubts that he got the right amount of education. No valid reason to lose money on a flip. The options are make money, make less money than you thought you should have or not to do the deal, right. period, right? The option three of losing money should not actually be an option if you've done the proper amount of analysis, okay? But a lot of people, not necessarily a lot of people lose money, but you'd be shocked the percentage of people who do fix and flips who don't make money. It, it would shock you. It, it's so common, it's ridiculous because on TV, they make it look so easy, you know, but just because something looks easy doesn't mean that it's easy. Right. So with that, you know, we're at the tail end of the show, but I want you guys to, you know, we're making fun of Shaq a little bit because he's a celebrity and it's kind of fun to do that. And, uh, you know, right. but before you foray into the wide world, of real estate investing, you better know where you're at. And um, I certainly hope that you're getting some education pieces from this very show where you're in a better spot than you were when you started. We pride ourselves on the great messages, the uh, kickbacks, uh, the people uh, kickback and comments, not money. If you guys want to send money, I'm down with that too. But generally speaking, you know, just the, the people posting out there, well, how much they're getting out of the show. We really appreciate that. That's what this is all about. There's so much more to teach and even more than that to learn. Like we're just in the very early stages because you could talk about this for years and never complete your real estate education totally. This is a journey, not a destination. But with that being said, if you're seeing a trend with a buyer like we're seeing with Shaq, I think it's time to shift back to an education-based stance and look at this from the perspective of you can make money and have a good time doing real estate investing. You just got to know the game.
you know? All right. That's our time for today, y'all. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every single week. This once again is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming to the show today. Hey, tell your friends about us. You know, let's get more, more listeners here to the show. We can always use more people on the other side of the microphone, as it were, and join the foreclosure deals coach group on Facebook. And we discuss these hard topics and make fun of other celebrities losing money with flips. No, I'm just playing. We haven't found anybody else. So like, we just got this one (laughs) that we managed to find. (laughs) Doing a little search in the day and stumbled across this. And in all seriousness, if you want to talk about what went wrong with your flip, we definitely learn a lot more from our failures than our successes, you know? So it's totally okay. If you want to come on the show and talk about a flip that you flopped, let's have that conversation. I think it'll be a blast to make fun of you too in the politest way possible. I promise we won't go too hard, right? But we'll do a show on mine. I've had my share of losses too, because you can't be playing at this game unless you've taken a couple of hits along the way. With that, this is Donnie Corn, your foreclosure deal coach, reminding you now and always, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the foreclosure deals coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.